Hello, my name is Darius and this is a woman's handshake podcast. My brother saw my outfit and the first thing that came to his mind was, ah, French swag. So, bonjour, how are you doing? My name is Darius. I haven't updated this for pretty much almost two years now because I reached a point where, you know, when I was recording my first initial episodes, I ran out of things to say. And I was like, you know what, I'll come back when I have more things to say. Then two years ago, I had some more things to say. And I ran out again. Whereas now, it's going to be a weekly thing. I'm going to boost it as consistently as I can. uh, Because I think I realized the importance of journaling. And I've been journaling a lot. I just do it on the notes app in my phone. I just write down my feelings, thoughts ideas philosophies poetry now um because i learned recently that the importance of actually knowing how to communicate with oneself um and the importance of communicating with other people in a very creative way i think as men we do find it easy to sort of communicate in a harsh aggressive tone but this is not always the way to communicate with people. Like you need to be able to distinguish, okay, this is how I'm going to communicate in a room full of professionals. This is how I'm going to communicate in a room full of women, as opposed to just you and the boys just having a go at each other. And it's so funny that woman who gave me that advice, we're not even friends anymore, because guess what? She did not like the way that I communicated. And she was actually a very cool person. We did get along, and it was unfortunate how our relationship ended. It was a brief friendship, but it was easy. It was one of those friendships you could tell could turn into something really special and worthwhile, but then obviously my communication style really offended her. And for a while, I felt so bad and sad about it because I felt like I could learn a lot from her. But at the same time... You know, I started going through this, nah, forget her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm a man. Whereas now you meet the sort of well-balanced and objective version of me, which is just like, yeah, granted, I think she overreacted, obviously. But um, yeah, I also realized the error of my ways. And my communication has definitely improved because the thing is, you know, you always have to be brave. You know, like in the space that we're in, we have to be brave. We listen to strangers who don't know us. They We don't know them. And we have to take advice from them about how to navigate in certain aspects of our life. And the problem that comes with that naturally is that no one has a monopoly on the truth. I learned that from this guy, Boyce Watkins. I used to watch Boyce Watkins' video and i used to i've gone through different phases of youtube like most of us have where we watch different people listen to different people at different times in our lives and then we move on from that person i remember just being the biggest pewdiepie fan whereas now i can't tell you the last time i watched a pewdiepie video or even videos of that nature you know it's mostly just um you know self improvement videos philosophy videos uh, but i'm not I'm I'm not going to tell you I am a this and I believe in that. I'm not on that level. I'm not a philosophy bro. 
But, you know, I like listening to audio books, you know, because I can't open a book for myself and read in real life, which is a funny thing to say, considering I do theater. But that's the reality of uh, my situation and the reality of my life. Yeah, but I'm mostly listening to men ramble on about different things. And, you know, you really see the differences between different men and what they believe. And after a point, you just jump from one guy to the next guy to the next guy to the next guy. Then I'm at that point where now I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have enough information where I can determine who I should pay money to be my mentor. You know, as opposed to sort of just keep jumping from coach to coach to coach and just trying to get like little grains of or little gems of uh, wisdom from them and as opposed to actually paying them and getting like the whole full shebang you know and i think we fall into that trap a lot and it's important to find a mentor and this video i guess is just but just uh getting myself back there putting the hours in like working and just like getting comfortable talking just looking dead at my camera and just talking with my microphone there. I don't know how it sounds. I hope it sounds good. If it doesn't sound good, that's a shame. But I hope it does sound good. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm going to look at my notes. And then, uh, you know, sort of go on from there and see, you know, where I want to start. Um, there's a folder in my notes. Um... It's a smart folder. It's called, um, let me see. Yeah, the Monday morning quarterback. So this is essentially what started it for me. This is when I started writing a lot of my notes and just trying to make sense of the world. And the first one is this one. It's called The Scene. Missed an, missed on an audition, sucked at the first one. I didn't do the warm-ups, just rushed into everything. Didn't take it seriously, wasn't prepared. Meeting with Pani. So the story behind this note was I was auditioning for this thing called Puss and Boots. And if you know Puss and Boots, it's very... You you could call it a drag show to a certain extent, but it's, yeah, it's essentially... Um, I think there's a like there's lots of high heels in it. People dance in heels, wear heels, so you can Im imagine the type of production I was going for. Now you may ask, oh, are you a drag performer? Are you do you do choreography? Do you do musicals? No, I was just testing myself, going through the audition process just to see what it's like. So that was me writing the. You know, the, pretty much the scenario that I'd gone through with Puss and Boots. However, lessons from this. The lesson I learned from this was just ego is the enemy. Because the truth is, the only reason why I wanted to get into musicals and dance was because, you know... I'm still, I'm five years deep into acting. And what happens is that with acting, you meet these musical people. And the musical people, what can I say? 
they're they're a bit extra they have huge egos they think they're better than everyone because they can dance and sing and all this because they see musicals as being superior and that's where the big bucks are so i won't deny that and seeing that i watched book of mormon it made me realize like all these musicals are like they're really good when they're good they're good but that's the only musical i've ever watched so i don't know what other musicals are like uh moreover the stage and theater acting stage acting is my preference you know i'm a bit biased because that's what i do uh but it's real it's real you watch it there it, it seems more genuine to me there's no stage music just randomly playing to make you feel like you're actually watching a good show because with musicals if they're good they're good if they're not at that level they're bad whereas with stage acting you know if you just need a good actor that's it then he can carry the whole play you can just look forward to that person's scenes and then you're happy with it there's less of uh less moving parts and it attracts people who are actually really good. Whereas musicals, it's not guaranteed you're going to get brilliant acting. Can you can just get someone who's good at dancing and singing. And that's it. What if you don't like the songs as well? You see what I mean? Like, that's the thing with musicals. Like, you, if you're not into that, and then they said, and then we walk. Like, if you're not into that, you're not, you're not going to enjoy it, really. You're not going to enjoy it. You know, I was fortunate that Book of Moment was good. Um, yeah, so my ego, like I was saying, like my ego was driving me because I was like, I'm going to do this thing. Then if I get in, I'm going to tell these musical kids that they're stupid, they're frauds, because I can't get into this without 10 years of paying expensive teachers to teach me how to dance and all this stuff. You know, like it, it, was, it was silly. It was silly. Uh, would I do musicals? Maybe. Who knows? But... You know, you you always have to keep um, uh, you have to be realistic about life, which is one thing I'm learning. Cause for a while, I've been on this two year period of just being very delusional about how much I can achieve and what I can do, considering the fact that you know I am not the most organized person. Like this podcast and YouTube channel are like a good example because it took me two years. To finally upload something. What was I doing all that time? Essentially nothing. So that just goes to show you. How. You know. I'm ill equipped to. Sort of tackle on multiple projects. At the same time. You know. it's I, I can do the simple things. Just come on. Turn on the camera. Say a bunch of things. Explain my notes. And just sort of reflect on that. So, yeah, that was the whole thing, you know, kill your ego. And I want to make this as simple as possible. Maybe one day when I'm more comfortable on the camera, I can expound on some of these things that I'm saying in a, in a, in a more clear, concise way. But don't do things to impress other people. It sounds simple, but trust me, we all fall into that trap from time to time. Cool. Second note... Mountain people, city people, Frio people. Mountain people see themselves as bogans and have a chip on their shoulder. City people tend to have to be the weirdos that every that meet that I meet every weekend or follow on Instagram. Frio people are the either weirdos or fitness wankers. 
met Anna from a Melbourne party. She's a party girl who wears interesting outfits and parties. She lives, she's lived life and got a thousand, oh my goodness. Okay, cool. I don't even feel comfortable reading that. So, uh, yeah, okay, I'll just continue the note. Memorizing choreography is hard, especially at a quick pace. My first musical audition was a disaster. I skipped level 1 and jumped straight into 10. But I met a lot of cool people who gave me some valuable advice. The original plan was to sign up for ballet and vocal training this past October in preparation for this audition. I did neither and it was a disaster. But the most important thing is that I didn't quit. I suck at a lot of things I'm interested in the moment, but that's because I'm beginning. And in 5 to 10 years, I'll be laughing at this. You know, it's so funny because I feel like this is because I'm talking to, you know, yeah, let's just call this conversations with my past self. I'm here to tell you that, okay, cool, let's talk about the girl Hannah first. Hannah actually, her roommate was her boyfriend. So this girl I met on Tinder, her roommate was actually her boyfriend. But she didn't tell me this. I found out about this later, way after this note. Right? And I remember the last night I was with Hannah, where I talked to her, was the night I just said to myself, "Why? what am I doing here? Me and this person have nothing in common. And I felt a bit frustrated because she had said to me, oh, I don't see you as a romantic partner. I only see you as a friend. And, you know, I, I, I dealt with that in a very mature way at first. But deep down, I just felt it didn't feel good. It felt a bit like you're sunning me. You're sunning me. Even though it's like it's, it's perfectly normal. Not everyone's going to find you attractive. But deep down, I, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't handle with it. I couldn't handle it. You know, I was a sad, pathetic man. So later that night, because that was during the afternoon when we met up. Then later that night, we decided to meet up again. We wanted to watch a drag show together. But then the drag show was really packed. We couldn't get in. So we went to this cute little bar called Ezra Pound. It's a bit like the dark lit bar. Uh, I went there first by myself. I met these two girls. Just started having a conversation with them. Then Hannah came later. Then she sees me talking to these two girls. She's like, oh, hey, you made some friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? This is Hannah. And then they start talking about astrology. Even though now I'm into it, but at that time I was so not into astrology. And then um, Hannah at some point ended up in meeting these other guys and inviting them over to our table. Then it just became like a whole thing where everyone's talking with each other. But when I reflect on that night, yeah, I was, I felt a bit, out of place I didn't feel like I was fitting into that situation that was brewing up and when I look back at it with my current mindset and with what I know that was stupid of me to leave that night I should have stayed clearly we were just being out we're just being social on a night out, we're being social. 
I met these two women. I'm socializing with them. She came, sees me with these two women. She's like, okay, cool. She finds two guys. She brings them over. They start socializing. Then I just got lost in that where it could have been actually like a really productive night, a fun night. Who knows what direction the night would have went. But I was so stuck and close-minded and just so small. I was such an insecure guy, you know, that, that that was overwhelming for me. I'm like, oh, she bought these guys and she's talking to them. She hasn't even talked to me a bit. Like, I was a sad, pathetic man, you know. This is what I was going to uh, going through uh, last time I uploaded an episode, you know. So it just kind of goes to show why I'm glad I waited and took my time, you know, because now I'm like, whoa, I've changed. And there's probably some things I'll look back on now that I'll be like, oh, I've changed even more. You know, you're always changing. You know, it it, it never ends. You know, like Thanos says, I ask again, to what end? You know, like, to what end, for real? You know, it, you, you're always going to have these embarrassing moments. But, you know, embarrassing to who? You know, what is embarrassment? Is embarrassment something we're supposed to be ashamed of? No, you know, are you supposed to feel insecure about your masculinity? Sure, I supposed to feel insecure that you're around people who've traveled, one more travel than you, who've done more drugs than you, who've read more than you, who've thought more deeply about life than you. Yeah, it's normal to feel insecure around those people. It's it's normal to feel insecure around super creative people. And that was and that's a that'll be a continuous theme throughout these episodes of mine. Like you notice I was very insecure didn't think I was good enough as me, you know, which is sad. It's sad, but I did feel inferior a lot uh, during the part this past two years, especially the early p- period. Now I'm now now I'm zen, but yeah, at that time it it, it was hard. It, it was brutal. I just didn't feel like a proper adult who's with social skills who understands the world, who knows how to relate to the feminine, you know, so I really struggled in the early part of uh, my single, singleness, singledom, or when I started since the last time, uh, let's just say 2020, Um, then we're going to continue reading the notes, Um, Monday morning quarterback, okay, cool, so, uh, I did mention mountain people. So, this is when I was starting to learn more about the city that I'm part of. As you don't know or might not know or whatever, I stay in Perth. It's the 9th of May, 2022. I'm currently staying in Perth. So, this is me assessing Perth. So, I was starting to assess my city, trying to get an understanding of who Perth people are, how they think, how they function. Mountain people see themselves as bogans and have a chip on their shoulder. So I was saying these were sort of like lower middle class white folk and they live in the mountains, the mountains being Kalamanda, Lesmerdi. But I think that was me targeting 
a specific person that I had been dating for when I initially broke up with my ex. I dated this girl. She was from the mountains and she liked to act bogan. If you don't know what bogan is, it's a bit like uh, like a hillbilly type of behavior. Like Americans will call it like like a hillbilly type of like behavior, hillbilly sensibility types. Yeah, so like Bogan is like, oh, like a hillbilly, like a country bumpkin. Not a country bumpkin, but just like a hillbilly shit, you know. I guess the black American community would be like, oh, that's so ghetto. Oh, I'm such a Bogan. You get the idea. So, But these are white people. So she, she had that thing, even though she was a fancy European girl with fancy parents. But because she grew up around these crackheads, she just kind of took on that crackhead energy. Uh, then what did I say? City people tend to be the weirdos that I meet every weekend and follow on Instagram. So I was staying in the city at the time and I've been going to these techno events. I'm going to these alternative bars. So I was saying, oh, the city people are like alternative. Uh, yeah, you get the picture. The alternative, the weirdos, the interesting people. So I was saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting city people. They're my people. Then Fremantle people are either weirdos or fitness wankers. So it's funny because now I actually live in Fremantle. That's where I reside at the moment. And not as many weirdos. However, I'll say holistic people and fitness people. I'll put it to that. Like holistic people and fitness people. You know, it's close to the beach. So if you like that surf life. That type of energy, if that's you, you like Fremantle. If you're a holistic person, you like Fremantle. So Fremantle is that type of place for those types of people. Um, cool, let's look at the next note. Sex shop, sex workers, fellow countrymen, Doc Martens, two dancers, and two virgins. Interesting weekend. Spent most of it. Then it just stops there. I didn't finish that sentence. But I'll repeat that one for you. Sex shop. Sex workers. Fellow countrymen. Doc Martens. Two dancers. And two virgins. So. Um, sex shop. I was on my way to a woman's house. This woman I was seeing at that period. And I passed by a sex shop. Where I saw these two guys countrymen two countrymen from my country fellow countrymen and i was like oh, what are you guys doing here they're like oh we're doing a peep show oh a peep show so it's pretty much where you have coins and then you put the you go into like this room it's like, it's like kind of like a closed room like a dark room and if you put coins into this area into this little box it opens up like a little peep like a little box window where you can see like a woman dancing, you know, and there's actually tissue in these rooms because people go and like they, yeah, I know, pretty disgusting. I didn't see the peep show that time. Uh, when I walked in, I saw those guys. They're like, oh, we're checking out the peep show, and then I was like, okay, cool. Then I just started looking around the sex shop. I'm just fascinated, amused. Then I see these two girls, right? These two young girls. That's why I wrote two virgins, right? Two dancers. Why? Because there were strippers, 
right? I started having a conversation with them. One of them said, oh, I really like your outfit. I'm like, oh, you like my outfit? Oh, thank you. And the other one, and this is where it's sad because it shows you how I was not yet that confident because I remember one of the girls was like, oh, my friend likes you. I was like, oh, and that was the friend. It was a, it was a friend next to her. I heard a weird sound. My friend likes you. Then I was like, oh, okay, cool. What if I like you? But what I was doing by saying that, I was scared. Here I am talking to these two pretty girls and they're strippers. I'm like, well, I've never talked to a stripper. On top of it, I'm acting cool. And then on top of that, she's like, oh, I think my friend really likes you. Look at the way she's looking at you. Then I look at her. I'm like, whoa, she was she was giving me like the six eyes. And then I'm like, what if I like you? You know, now I'm being like, why, 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 like, why, why? Like you just randomly talk to these women. The conversation's going great. Her friend likes you. And here you are talking about like, well, what if I like you? Then I remember it's like, oh, do you have some weed? I'm like, no. I didn't have weed. Um, I didn't know that was before I knew like the importance of like how weed is like a whole thing with with a lot of women. Like they 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 would go to like guys' houses just to smoke some weed. But I'm not I'm not a have I done it before? I've done it before, but I'm not a weed guy. So my thing. I'm not a guy who's gonna say come to my house and smoke. It's just not my prerogative. But you know, there's guys who you know. They, they they rely on that. They're, that's their whole thing. Where they're like uh, weed guys. Uh, what? It has to be important. I'm busy. Is this the no, it's not mine. Which one? Yeah, none of that stuff is mine. Oh, no, but he left too, that's why. oh okay, cool. That's my roommate. Um, yeah. So two, I met two dancers at a sex shop, where I bumped into my fellow countrymen, and one of them really liked me. I didn't bother getting a contact information. I did get the one I was talking to's contact information. Turns out she had a boyfriend. Makes sense why she wasn't interested in me. So yeah, it's um, it's silly. It, it was. That was a whole silly situation, goofy situation, goofy interaction, but you live and you learn. And then I proceeded to leave that place and go to the girl's house that I was seeing at the time. Um, four more minutes. So, okay, cool. Because I want to keep these like 30 minutes long so that I can teach myself how to not drag them for a long time. Um, the other one is a list of so there's this bar that I was going to at the time a lot called The Bird. So I wrote down a list of everyone who worked there so that I could remember their names. I'll just say the names. Pete, Will, Juanita, uh, James, Timmy, Morgan, Darcy, James, Joshua, Darcy, Karen, Greta. Cool. And then, uh, well, this is the last one I'm reading. Melbourne, Fremantle, and North Perth. There's a parallel universe in which I live in Hay Street for the rest of my life. I have all that I need in Hay Street. Pools Temple, Beer Corner, 
His Majesty's Theatre, Long Chim, Stables Bar, Elizabeth's Bookshop, Opal Heart Piercing, Comic Book Store, That Rooftop Bar, I still haven't checked out, This Burger Place, I think, Barbears, Culture Kings, Platypus, JD, Running Center, Apple Store, Don't Get Me Started on the Restaurants in East Perth, That are three, that are three minute Uber ride away. <coughs> So pretty much the premise behind this was I was staying at this apartment in the city. But remember when I said the weird people, the city people, they live on the outskirts of the city, this place called North Perth, right? Then Fremantle was a place that I was sort of yearning to go to because that's my favorite place in Perth. I think it's the most beautiful place in Perth. And Melbourne is the place that I eventually want to go to. So it's 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 beautiful reading that because it sort of like represents uh, sort of this journey that I was going through where I am living in the CBD, which is like very corporate and specific people stay in that area. And but I was pining to stay in North Perth because that's where everyone i was meeting lived in that's the area they were part of and on top of that there's this place called Fremantle where i'm not living there because it's too far from my best friend's workplace even my little brother's workplace so it wasn't an option in terms of places to stay and on top of that i want to go to melbourne so it's sort of the biggest sort of defining it's like pretty much I'll look at when I look back at this period of my life, those will be the three most significant things that will resonate with me. Like I never got to stay in a trendy part of the city, you know, where these people I was meeting were staying Two, I never I, I wanted to stay in Fremantle, which now I do. And this is where I'm recording this, where I've managed to find myself. So Fremantle was like, it grounded me. It brought me back to reality. It brought me back to being myself and it centered me. Like it centered me, you know, like I'm centered again. Then lastly, Melbourne, pretty much the city where I'm going to create myself, make my career, find a life partner live my life buy a house like you see like it, it just it just all comes back full circle and it's kind of cool like oh cool like i'm glad i wrote notes i'm glad i journaled and you see this is the importance of writing stuff down because you can look back at it like a year and a half later and be like oh what I was going through what type of mental state was i in at that time and voila you can see it so anyway, that's the end. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, I'm out.